the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Water in the court. Be seated. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM, The Answer. Later, we'll be on Apple Podcasts, and you can always find recordings on www.talklawradio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case— And because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show, and Marquardt Law Firm focuses on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans, and new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in guardianships, probate, business disputes, breach of contract, real estate disputes, and personal injury. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com for uh, various topics about the law. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us of our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Patricia Jimenez and me give good information about the Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner today. And please help us to do everything we do for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Actually, we're not talking about law mostly today. We'll be talking about the Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner, and we probably won't uh, address any legal stuff. Uh, Maybe we'll get to a court case or two. I did find some interesting legal disputes over some Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, If we get to that, it'll be my pleasure to discuss. So, um, I, today we have Patricia Jimenez. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. And I love that you started out with a prayer. That's wonderful. Amen. This Amen. is part of my uh, mission. Part of my evangelism is to reach people with uh, the good news. Absolutely. <laughs> and we, I love that you asked God to guide you in your day and, of course, in this interview. And so that's exactly what I do every day. Awesome. Good. Yes. I'll come back to that because uh, Thanksgiving dinner reminds me of a passage in the Bible. Uh, but, but before we get to that, let's talk about how the Thanksgiving dinner got started. And you'll have to forgive me, I'm from New Mexico, so I haven't been going to the Thanksgiving dinner for 
40 years. Is that how long it's been going? We are actually celebrating our 42nd anniversary this year. Wow. But with the pandemic, things are a little bit different. So we can definitely talk about that. And hopefully next year we'll be back in our original format. And uh, But right now we're trying to be precautious and sensitive to the needs of our guests. And many of them are elderly or individuals who have compromised immune systems. And uh, we just didn't want to run the risk. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's start from the beginning. Yes. Uh, who was Raul and how did he start this? Well, Raul Jimenez Sr. was my father, and he was a businessman here in San Antonio. He and my mom had moved here from Dallas in 1953. And so uh, fast-forwarding to 1979, he said, I want to give thanks, and I want to give back to the community, especially to seniors who I know who are often alone and don't have, you know, they're limited in their resources and don't have the means to have a Thanksgiving meal. And... In gratitude for all of our blessings, I want to give back. And what more appropriate time than Thanksgiving? And he said, nobody should be alone on Thanksgiving Day. So he thought about it and said, we're going to have a dinner and we're going to feed a few people. That's what he told my mom. But anybody who knew my dad knew that for him, everything was big. So when he said a few people, it wasn't like 20 or 25. It ended up being 200 seniors the first year that he served the dinner and with the help of the san antonio community um especially the city of san antonio who allowed him to have access to the convention center and hold it there what has it been held there from the beginning oh since the beginning yes okay yes and we're very grateful to the city for being a, a wonderful partner all of these years we couldn't do it without their help you said everything he did was big all of the photos I've seen of him have him with the big hat. Oh, yes. I mean, and he did it with love. It wasn't, you know, not the kind of big where it's ostentatious, but like with a big heart, mm-hmm. wanting to help more and more people. And so um, you said you wanted to talk about the history. Well, fast forwarding to 2019, mm-hmm. at our 40th anniversary, we served 25,000 people That's a lot. at the convention center. And yes, it is quite a bit. But this time, I mean, since it's it started out helping seniors, wanting to do something for seniors, but now it encompasses people of all walks of life, veterans, families, you know, underprivileged families, uh, the homeless seniors, of course, will always be a big part of it. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where the whole community comes together for one common cause, you know, to to, you know, do God's work, shower people with love, make people feel welcomed. And so I say 2019 because last year during the pandemic, uh, there were a lot of questions about whether we would be able to have it. And that's why I'm so grateful to the city of San Antonio because they were pretty much shut down. There were no events. Mm -hmm. People were not working. And they were gracious enough to make accommodations so that we could do the next best thing which was to do uh, delivery. delivery. And so we, we had volunteers come, and, you know, we thought to ourselves, in years past we've done delivery, but only for about 3,000 meals. Wow. And this year we were going to have to meet a greater need, but we didn't want to bite off more than we could chew. So um, we are very blessed because we had Meals on Wheels, who does this every mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. you know, every day of the year. And they utilized their expertise to help us route. And uh, we were a little concerned, will people want to volunteer to drive? Because most people want to come and serve. And uh, it's like a special, you know, niche of individuals who do the driving. So we had so much help. It was incredible. It was truly a labor of love. And um, so to make a long story short, we ended up serving we ended up delivering 10,000 meals last year. And this year, we knew there was a need, and we had to turn some folks away. So we increased it to 12,500. Okay. So we will be doing that again. And uh, is it okay for me to promote where, yes. if someone's listening, where yeah, they absolutely. could call? Yeah. Well, um, if, you, if you're interested in reserving a meal, and it's not just, like, for example, if you have a senior, but, you know, they they might be, uh, spending time with their daughter who came to visit 
you know, please order for everyone in the household. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you can call 211, and that's the United Way line to reserve a meal. Basically, you uh, select the language, English or Spanish, and then the next option would be to press 1. And then they will definitely help you sign up, those folks. Do you have to uh, prove your age, that you're an older person? or um, No. At this time, we're not doing that. But we have found that most people, based on all of the feedback we receive, are truly in need. and mm-hmm. Or maybe they're seniors who are alone and don't have a way to get out. And so, you know, it's not – I mean, that might be the only meal they see for the day, so – it's it's one of those things where it's Thanksgiving and it's based on the honor system, but we feel like most people definitely are in need of the meal. Okay. So when did you get when did you start being involved? Well, at a greater level, shortly before my father passed away in 1998. But the, this is the only Thanksgiving we've ever known. So as a little girl, I went to every single event, and so. It just came natural that this was how we spent mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. But obviously, as a little girl, I wasn't able to contribute as much as I do now as far as, you know, taking charge of certain things and working on certain things. But when my father died, I, I took over um, the event itself. But obviously, one person does not do everything. It involves a team of wonderful volunteers and committee. We have a committee of um I guess a leadership committee that is in charge of every aspect. We have somebody who's in charge of beverages. We have our kitchen experts. You know, we have mm-hmm. people that run the the floor. Obviously, when we get back to normal, you know, you have somebody who is in charge of making sure that everybody on the floor gets fed. People have their subcommittees. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have registration help. We have homebound meal delivery Um uh, committee members that are in charge of that aspect. So, you know, coming together is, is really important. But we have some some of our committee members who have been with us over 20 years, and uh, it, they really have their heart in it, and they really feel it's a wonderful cause. And, you know, they will give up vacation time just mm-hmm. to be able to put in extra hours that week. So it's truly amazing how everybody comes together and and we're very grateful and to have volunteers come back year after year that helps with making sure that the event runs well oh of course yes and we have people calling us in june asking about putting their name on the list but it's a little too early at that moment um but we it takes a under normal circumstances, when we have it in the dining area, it takes about 4,000 volunteers because we start in the kitchen the Sunday before. Okay. So we need a lot of kitchen help. But this year, they are putting limits on on um, who can be in the kitchen. And so this year, we don't need volunteers necessarily in the kitchen, but we will need drivers. And um, we, if they go onto our Facebook page or our social media uh, pages they they will get an they'll get a heads up in time to call if they want to and sign up if they want to volunteer. Okay, well we'll talk more about how they can find you when we come back from this break. If you recently moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Patricia Jimenez with the Jimenez Thanksgiving Dinner. It's a charity where uh, the Jimenez family and the community in San Antonio give back to elderly individuals and veterans and uh, those who are in time of need during the Thanksgiving holiday to provide a Thanksgiving holiday meal. 
and Miss Jimenez was just talking about how to get in touch with uh, the Jimenez family uh, organization so that you can either uh, volunteer to drive or something like that. So you said Facebook. How, what do they search for? Uh, they uh, type in the Raul Jimenez dinner, the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and they'll find it there. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we will be letting everyone know. Um, as, as a matter of fact, as we speak, um, you can go and there'll be a link that you can click on. Unfortunately, it's in real time, so we can't guarantee how many spots are available, but you know, if you definitely go online, you can check to see what, what we have available. The majority of the positions are going to be for drivers. We're going to need drivers to help deliver the meals, over 12,500 to be exact. <laughs> so this year, like last year, is a delivery. Yes, it is. Um, we it's It's some people, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but to try to prepare for the event at the convention center in a dining format is mm-hmm. way different than preparing for this. And obviously, as you know, there have been shortages and delays with accessing supplies. Right. And so we had to make a decision early on. Plus, we weren't sure exactly. I think there was the Delta variant had mm-hmm. you know, presented itself, and we weren't sure what, where it would lead. So this is also new. And we thought we don't have a, a second chance to make it right. We don't want to take any chances for this year. And hopefully next year things will be more leveled off. I think things are, are going in the right direction for sure. Yeah. But we just didn't want to run the risk because um, for this fall that we would be one of the biggest events in the city. Right. Better safe than sorry. Yes, exactly. Like I always say, you don't have a do-over on this one for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so safe, better safe than sorry is right. Can we talk a little bit about what you do in the off-season? Well, people find it hard to believe, but this is something that requires a year-round uh, year round dedication, year-round okay. planning. But I also have a background in business and a, a concentration in marketing. So I have taken on, you know, freelance work. Mm-hmm. But um, I am praying for the right opportunity, and I am currently looking for a new full-time position. So that's what I'm currently doing now. And hopefully by next year, you know, I'll be in that new position. Uh-huh. And you market the event with oh. your marketing skills. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough to work prior in a in a corporation, not only in public affairs, but then I moved to marketing. It was a, a, a way, a promotion, and I went to marketing. So Everything that I do here, I used to do for a large corporation, mm-hmm. and so it was a blessing. God kind of placed me in the right position so that when it came time for me to have to do this, I already had some experience behind, you know, under my belt, I should say, and uh, also planning, because I also had to plan events as well. And you have other family members that have joined you in this effort. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we have the third generation, which uh, my brother's children, may he rest in peace, but his son Raul and um, his son Arturo, and then my niece Jessica. All three of them are involved, and they, um, two, my nephew and niece have little ones, and they're also, they do what they can, just like I did when I started, mm-hmm. and uh, they are involved, and uh, hopefully when they get older, they'll they'll want to do, I mean, we don't want to push anyone to do something you know, that would keep them from, you know, living out their dream. But whatever they want to do, you know, obviously we definitely feel confident that this event will be around for many more generations, not just because of us, but mainly because of the Lord and also because of the community. Right. What started out as one man's dream is now a San Antonio uh, community event. This city would not allow for this event not to take place. We've had several opportunities where we've, you know, needed funding at the last minute, and everybody has always come through. Uh, it's it. This is this is a San Antonio event. People take, you know, have taken ownership of it, and have a it have a special place in their hearts for it for sure. So you have a need for volunteers, but you also have a need for cash. Yes, we definitely. Um, rely on 
donors. And when my father first started this, he actually funded it out of his own pocket for the first two years. But then as it started to grow, you know, people started to send their donations. So when people say, oh, well, you know, I only have $5 to give, $5 will help feed two individuals on Thanksgiving. Okay. And so if somebody's interested, you know, they can go to our website at com. They can either go and make a, a credit card donation, a PayPal donation, and there's an address there for people that want to write checks. Okay. So no donation is ever too small. And so this goes to pay for the cost of food yes. and, and plates and yes. plasticware. supplies. And this year... We have seen an increase, definitely, especially in turkeys. So, and we we unfortunately with, I don't. I think it trickles down a bit because last year we had our turkey sponsor. They got very hit. They got hit very hard with the, with the situation with the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to get. You know, they're still just starting to you know recover. So they weren't able to help us this year. So this year, the community is the one that's really with their 5 and 10 and $15 donations okay. that's sponsoring all of our turkey purchases. I heard about the turkey shortage. Um, some Somebody on the radio was saying that you should order your turkey early if you're yes. going to cook it at your house. Oh, yes. And I'm, I haven't gone shopping for one turkey per se this year, <laughs> but... I hear that the prices are up even for the consumer mm-hmm. across the the board, but I know our our bill was definitely much higher than last year. You mentioned your nephews and your niece. I saw on uh, YouTube uh, Jessica gave the, did the press release last year. Oh yes, right? yes, she did. She is, um, I guess, she was the first grandchild to be born, so. Um, there was there are a lot of good memories tied in with that being the first um, the actual first grandchild, but she actually uh, lives in Dallas. But people don't know this, and I don't want to go into a lot of detail because I know you want to focus more on the dinner. But I'm very proud of her because last year I wasn't at the event. It was the first event that I didn't go to because I was very ill, and so she stepped in in my place and took on a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really did a beautiful job of organizing things. And not only that, we had to start from scratch to kind of formulate a plan for this new delivery-only right. event. And so she really did a lot of good work. Awesome. So I was very, very proud of her, and, and uh, we were very blessed to have, you know, that they have it in their hearts to want to, to give and continue the tradition. Yeah, and I'm glad to see it being passed down, family tradition. Oh, yes, 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 definitely. I mean, everybody enjoys it, and um, I think, hopefully, God willing, the children will also want to take part. We will see, we will see. But one thing I do know is that the San Antonio community will always be there to make sure it, it, it continues. So think back to when your dad was running the show. Uh, did he start baking the, the traditional turkey, or did he ever change it up with different spices and styles? Ooh, I don't I – don't, I think, honestly, I believe the one important thing that he wanted to make sure took place was that it was – just because it was a female, we shouldn't cut corners. It should be delicious – as if you were going to have turkey somewhere else. So mm-hmm. everything was cooked fresh, like the turkeys really? were cooked in the ovens, and they still are. So we continue that tradition. Now, as far as the spices, I was a little too young to know, mm-hmm. but um, I know that we get a lot of compliments on the food because it's cooked with a lot of love, and we start from scratch. I mean, buying the turkey, they, right. they have to thaw them out and you know, all of the volunteers normally, under normal circumstances, are in there doing all the hard work, mm-hmm. the the not so fun stuff like, you know, getting degutting the turkey right. and <laughs> all that craziness. The dirty, the dirty work. <laughs> and I've done it too. I make a face, but I appreciate them very much because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Great. And so the when you were 
making this dinner for all the people at the convention center, you said that was 25000 Yes, yes. And, you know, you might think, wow, that's a lot of food, and it is. And the one thing my dad also wanted to make sure uh, was that it was done in a safe manner and, you know, there were – there were, there were professionals on hand because we rely a lot on volunteers, but you have to have professionals. And that's where our friends at the RK Group come in. Okay, I saw RK Group. They're yes. one of the sponsors. Tell yes. us what that means. Yes. Uh, they normally, they lend us their kitchen and their professional staff is overseeing everything. And so they supervise everything and they do these type of events every day. So we know we're in good hands. I mean, we've never really had an issue with anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then with COVID, you know, coming into play, they stepped it up. And that's where we, we didn't allow volunteers last year in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so all of their chefs were the ones that did all the work. But uh, we feel very confident they, they do wonderful work. And they've also helped us with our turkeys in the past. And so we're waiting for the, their business to kind of gear up again. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very successful, but with the pandemic, you know, people aren't having those big right. events. And so next year, they said, we'll be on board again with the turkey. So okay. we're very grateful. we got to give them credit because for many years, that's who's been our turkey sponsor. Thank you, RK Group. Yes, absolutely. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. We're here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Later we'll be on Apple Podcasts, and this is also Facebook Live. So you can watch us, you can stream from 9.30amtheanswer.com, or you can go to talklawradio.com and download the recording. Back to Patricia Jimenez from... The Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. We're talking about this upcoming Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Yes, we're very excited and very grateful to the community. Things are coming along nicely, in spite of the hurdles, you know. Right. We're going to have a delivery this year again because of the uncertainty with the pandemic. Yes. What comes with the turkey? In a typical plate? Well, it's a traditional meal, so we have green beans and yams and stuffing. And, of course, the gravy to go with the turkey and pump. Well, this year we aren't doing pumpkin pie, but in other years we've had Mm -hmm. dessert as a pumpkin pie. Okay. So with delivery, you know, and the shortage of containers, we had to kind of scale down on, you know, what we could do. So Right. But it'll hopefully be back next year. <laughs> yeah, God willing. Yes. So speaking of God, I was uh, thinking about this event and feeding 25,000 people, and it made me remember when Jesus and his disciples fed the 5,000. So I wanted to talk about that and uh, see if any of those uh, verses come to your mind. Um this is one of the the Gospels that is recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm going to read some from Matthew 14. Jesus heard what had happened. Uh, this was a, about uh, John the Baptist, I think. He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food, buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have... Here, only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. 
Taking the loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. So this was a miracle. Yes. I wondered if you've been at the dinner and you're just praying because something didn't go quite to plan and you're thinking, God, we need your help. Yes. Well, actually, (laughs) it's been even prior to that. One year we had one of our bigger sponsors. It was a $20,000 sponsor and corporations leave the city. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't able to. The commitment was there, but they weren't able to follow up with the grant because they had moved to another, um, maybe another city, and they Mm -hmm. weren't going to be able to fund us. And, you know, I, of course, like you said, you know, you ask God for his guidance and help. And I think it's important just to take that first step. So we said, well, we'll have to find other alternatives, but we're not going to panic. And um, so... You know, innocently, we just said, well, we're going to start, you know, getting the word out about we're going to have this taco sale at this place. I mean, $20,000 is a lot. That's a right. lot of tacos. We we knew we were going to have to take the first step and that God would provide somehow. Other events, fundraisers. Ex- exactly. And, and um, I will tell you this. It was truly a miracle. I was walking around like in disbelief for like two days. Um so then we did our taco thing, and, you know, the Express News said, well, we'll, we'll promote the story. Mm-hmm. And the story hit one morning. I don't remember the day of the week. And our taco sale was going to be, you know, that coming weekend. Mm-hmm. And when the story hit, then we got a call from a radio station, okay. a news talk radio station. Mm-hmm. And they they got... They said, what, what's going on? And, we, and you know, it was all positive. You know, we need $20,000, mm-hmm. and we needed 20000 But in that one day, within, you know, less than eight hours, we received $42,000. Oh, wow. And not only did we have the money we needed for that year, we had like a little bit of cushion to get us jump-started for the following year. So it was truly a blessing. It really was. Um, so... Things like that happen all the time. I bet. <laughs> Great. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, yes. This this is also something that's happening during the Thanksgiving season, and many people probably don't think about the history of Thanksgiving, but I did. I thought, wow, this is the, just, just a very thankful event happening. And so I, I wondered, does the Bible mention Thanksgiving? And so I I looked up on Google. (laughs) Somebody's counted. There was a website that said the Bible uses the word Thanksgiving only 25 times in the uh, New International Version. But, of course, there's other verses that mention thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but it's a theme in the Bible to be thankful. And I I remembered... Abraham Lincoln, on October 20th, 1864, um, talked about the first Thanksgiving, well, at least proclaiming it to be a national holiday. So I thought that was interesting. Yes. I I really love Thanksgiving because, well, and a friend of mine was the one that pointed it out, because it's truly about coming together and enjoying a meal and sharing but you don't have that stress about, oh, I need to buy somebody a gift. And don't get me wrong, Christmas is very important. It's, you know, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I feel like sometimes people get stressed out about the commercial side of right. Christmas. Where at Thanksgiving, it's just about giving back and being mm-hmm. grateful. Well, we do have Black Friday to worry about <laughs> and Cyber Monday. <laughs> That have made it somewhat commercialized. Well, I remember when I was a little girl, and when I tell people, the young people of today, they are like in shock. I was like, on Sundays, there were no stores. No stores were open mm-hmm. at all. 
I mean, I was too little to know if the grocery store was open. I'm sure maybe a gas station was open, but retailers were closed. A lot of them were, right, <laughs> even when I was a kid. Yeah, so Thanksgiving's important for those who believe, and it's important for those who have family that they like to be with. And so I wanted to take this time, because it's a passion of mine, to remember the older people, yes. not just for this one meal, but for for their adult children and for their adult nieces and nephews to come in and visit them. Um, yes, because they need your love and attention, but also we need to check up on them. Yes. Because they might not be telling you everything that's going on over the phone. Absolutely. And sometimes people don't want to feel like they're being a burden. Mm -hmm. And I can speak of that firsthand. When I was very sick last year, I... Um, you didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want to be a burden. So when people would call me, I didn't really share everything until it was quite obvious that I needed medical attention. I was very sick. I was mm -hmm. sick for several months, and I was in the hospital for several months. Um, but... God is good. And, you know, the one thing I had to learn was to completely surrender and put my trust in him. And I prayed for everyone who was involved with my care. And there, there's a reason why I'm still here. God still has me here for a reason. But I can attest to that. People aren't going to want to be a burden. And, you know, it's a, in a way, it's not a, it's a, I want to, I don't want to use the word pride, but people don't want to have to feel like they're asking you for help mm -hmm. or maybe you know in the case of a senior citizen maybe they don't have money for food but they don't feel like comfortable saying you know i could you help me with my grocery bill right. could you help me with my electrical bill so so if if you know <laughs> an older person that needs a visit and you call ahead and they say don't come I'm saying go anyway. Yes. Yeah, I would say so, too, because they might not ask for it. But if it comes from you and it comes from love, you know, I think that, you know, they will be glad to see you for sure. And I can say that one time I delivered meals uh, on Christmas Eve and one lady stood out. Um, I could tell she didn't have anything in her in her house. No mm -hmm. food. Wow. The meal that she received on a daily basis was all she had but she was in a wheelchair and I saw her and she was just dressed in her undergarments it was Christmas Eve and she there was nobody there and you could tell that she was very uh, sad but appreciative when she saw us come through the mm -hmm. door and uh, we stayed and talked with her for a few minutes and you could see the difference in her disposition and how she felt at that moment but that was so sad you know yeah. You could tell she didn't have it, anything at all, much less a little Christmas tree or anything of that nature. Yeah, my dad took us to a nursing home one year. Uh, you know, it was on the way to church. And uh, where are we going? Well, we're going to the, the nursing home. Why? We're going to visit somebody. And, and so when we walked in, they said, now can we help you? He said, we'd like to visit somebody who isn't going to have any family today. And so we kind of did what, oh, that's what, what you did, just sit and talk and chat for a few minutes. And and I still remember it. It was a little out of the ordinary for us, but it uh, was a big lesson. Oh, yes. We've had, I've had some friends who have taken their children and you know, they've had to wake up early and, you know, they fight them on that. Oh, I don't want to go. I, you know, I want to mm -hmm. sleep in. And he said by the end of the whole thing, they were the ones that wanted to stay longer. They were like, oh, is it time to leave? And they were just having the time of their life. And sometimes those lessons need to be passed on. Yeah, it's good to have a family service event. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh. And earlier when I was speaking about senior citizens and, you know, call them anyway, because I just feel like not only do they not want to be a burden, but they don't feel comfortable asking for support. They don't want to feel like you, they don't want you to they don't want to feel that pity. You know, right, they right. don't want to feel like you're feeling sorry for them. Yeah. And so it, it's good to say that just let me do this. It'll it'll make me feel good, too. Yes. We've got to take a break. 
We'll be back in just a minute. If you recently moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart. Here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, you can find us on Facebook, on Apple Podcasts, on www.talklawradio.com. And if you have a legal question that you've been wondering about that you'd like some explanation on, email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H O. S is in Sam, T is in Timothy, at TalkLawRadio.com, and let me know what your ideas are. Back to Patricia Jimenez and the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, share with us again, you know, you're looking for volunteers and donations, and how can they find you? Yes, if you're interested in volunteering, mainly we have volunteer opportunities for drivers. Uh, it starts... Wednesday, November the 3rd, so from November the 3rd on, as long as we have openings, you can go to our website, RaulJimenezDinner.com, and sign up there. If you're interested in having meals sent to your home, you can call 211. It's a United Way uh, phone number, and all you have to do is select your language, English or Spanish, and then you select one and you will have you will get a chance to talk to somebody live who will take all of your information. Okay, great. And then mm-hmm. you can find Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner on Facebook and Twitter yes. and Instagram. Yes, all of the social media outlets and uh definitely you know, friend us so that way you can get the latest and greatest information and okay. keep track of everything, all the photos and the updates. Great. Okay. This has been going on for 42 years, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so you've probably noticed what what makes a good event and what doesn't. So how do you measure success? And I think, one, you have to, when, it, when everybody comes together, we like to call this a feast of the heart because people come together for one common goal But there isn't like everybody is just there to serve and then people are being blessed. So as long as everybody has their heart in the right place and and comes with the with, you know, open heart and, you know, with good intent. And we've been able to measure it physically from the amount of meals that we serve. Mm -hmm. I think that is success. But when people come, it's not just about a meal. It's a we call it a feast of the heart because it's food for the soul. And so people come for the fellowship. They come to not feel alone. They come to feel like they matter. And so that in itself is something you can't put a price on. So for me, that is like the greatest form of success. Because that is priceless. Mm -hmm. And I think that every year people coming together have been blessed in all kinds of ways, whether they're the recipient or they're coming to be a blessing to others. You know, we all have to have that balance in our lives. Right. We've talked about some of the volunteers. Can you think of uh, somebody that came to the meal? What did they say that they were... that? they were blessed by well one year i remember specifically we had a homeless person and they interviewed him and he said that he had his sleeping bag had been stolen so it was kind of cold and he said he needed to keep warm and so he started to walk the streets anxiously waiting for us to open we opened the doors at nine and you know he was out there at you know seven eight just waiting Mm -hmm. for us to open because it was cold and he said the reason he came was because it was a wonderful way to feel accepted 
He didn't feel like he was being judged. He got a wonderful meal, and he didn't feel like he had to worry about hearing another no Mm -hmm. and another rejection. So um, they just, he, and, and then he actually walked. And as he was walking, he met a lady that was also homeless and they, he invited her to come. And she said that everybody was so nice. So being able to treat others with dignity and respect and basically to do God's work, you know, seeing God's face in every individual, you know? Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So that brings me to my next question. How does providing one meal help anything? Well, it helps a lot because we will never know how much we've touched individuals and what that one act of kindness will mean for somebody who you know, might have given up hope completely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going through a tough time. You know, we've all received a phone call where we were having a bad day and suddenly we hear a voice on the other end of the phone that brings us peace and, and oh, phew, you know, they bring you back to saying, hey, yeah, this too shall pass. And so, yes, it all makes a difference because if everybody took the attitude that, oh, it's just one meal, it won't make a difference, we wouldn't be here. But the fact that everybody is saying yes makes a big difference. And every meal makes a difference. Right. And, be, you know, before you know it, it adds up. And yeah. that's how we've been able to grow for so, you know, we started out with my father, you know, starting this event with 200 meals given. And now, you know, in 2019, we served over 25,000 people. So, you know, it's and doing it's not really just one day because it takes you so long to prepare for such a big event. All of these community volunteers are coming together over and over yes. again. And to to add to your to your comment about you know it's just one meal. I mean, you didn't say that, but you know some people might think, "Oh, it's just one meal." But the one meal that one of our committee members had what happened with him is that he his relationship had dissolved and his significant other had taken all of the money from the bank account wiped out all of his money he was living out of his car and it was during the thanksgiving holiday and he heard about us and he came to have that one meal Mm -hmm. and what happened after that is that you know it for that moment it helped keep him going to the next day providing that hope and then he came back and said i'm on my back on my feet again i want you to know how much this impacted me and now he's been a huge contributor of his time to help serve others so yeah one meal makes a big difference but the love (laughs) and encouragement that they feel from that will last them a lot longer yes for sure because that's one thing that brings people I guess suppresses people is when they feel like they're made to feel less Mm -hmm. or that they're not worthy or that they don't matter. And at the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner, nobody's turned away. Oh, no, nobody is. But this year it's going to be delivery. Just want to remind everybody. Oh, yes. This year, yes, we are going to do delivery. And and I'm grateful, and I'm grateful to the Lord, and I'm grateful to everybody who made it happen, because we do have, we've had people tell us, you know, well, just cancel it. And I said, no, there's no way. If people can go and pick up meals at a fast food place, mm-hmm. how can we not, how can we turn our backs on people who really need it and don't have anything? So we were able to find a way with the help of the community and the city and so that was the least that we could do. So starting November 3rd, people can call 211 and reserve their meals. Yes. Okay, good. Just to bring some law into the the mix here, there was a court case uh, from 1937. Not many people argue about this kind of thing anymore, um, but there was a, a court case uh, between a turkey farmer Uh, and a railroad company. And what happened was the turkeys got loose, and they were standing on the railroad track. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. And they got hit by the train. Oh, no. Yeah. And so the 
the dispute was uh, who should pay for the loss of the turkeys. And so the the court's job was to figure out who was negligent. Was it the turkey owner for letting them escape? Or was it the the train conductor for not blowing the whistle? And they know for sure he didn't blow the whistle? There was evidence presented that said he didn't blow the whistle. So if he had blown the whistle or rang the bell, uh, then maybe the turkeys would have jumped off the track. So the, the the point of the case was was not related to what most people would want to know about, who actually had to pay. They had to send it back to the trial court to decide how to calculate the, uh, the value of the turkeys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so there's our law for... Uh, the Thanksgiving uh, holiday theme. But back to Jimenez's uh, Thanksgiving dinner, um, going to be delivery this year, and you probably have still a need for volunteers, drivers, yes. and you probably also need some uh, cash donations. So let, let us know how to do that again. Yes, you can go to RaulJimenezDinner.com. And you will find all the information there. Um, We probably aren't going, I mean, our volunteer registration starts on the 3rd of November. So that's like the beginning. Okay. And so that's when everyone can jump on. But it is, there are limited spaces. So I would say if you're interested, please check in as quickly as possible. But if you'd like to make a donation, $5 helps feed two individuals this Thanksgiving. And you can also go to our website, RaulJimenezDinner.com, to facilitate that as well. And I also want to mention that uh, there's uh, favorable tax legislation out there that lets you give an above-the-line donation uh, up to $300 a person. This is uh, from the Taxpayer Certainty and Disaster Tax Relief Act of 2020, um, which extends um, the original Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. So even if you don't itemize your deductions, you can still take this charitable deduction up to $300 per person to qualified charities. And I'll also mention that Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner is a 501c3. Yes, it is. And our ID number is 74223-1894. Okay, <laughs> that's it for today. Thanks. Tune in next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.